Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of the Off Grid Traveler. Today, we're going to be joined by Bry and Chris, who are the owners and creators of Big Life Tiny Home. And not only have they elevated the tiny home experience, but we talk about the tiny home revolution and how more and more people are sick of their things owning them. And what you need to know if you're looking to get into this community. And as always, we'd like to thank the sponsor of today's podcast, Dry Flush Toilets. If you haven't seen these amazing off-grid toilets, you really need to check them out. They're the cleanest, easiest, smell-free toilet that you've ever seen. And they recently won the best new camping technology in Australia. No more dumping chemicals or maintaining a composting toilet. Go to www.dryflush.com.au to see how they work. Let's get traveling. Welcome to the Off Grid Traveller podcast, where we meet the people who go off grid and into a life of adventure, challenge and grand new horizons. Whether on land or on sea, you'll meet some fascinating characters who've chosen the road less travelled and discover their best tips, worst moments, favourite destinations and a whole lot more. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Off Grid Traveller. Today I'm joined by uh, Bri and Chris, who are absolutely awesome people that are uh, really, you've jumped into the tiny home area and made a really big impact within only just a year. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. We started a year ago over drinks, which is ironic because we're not big drinkers, but we were just we were like, sharing a we're like <laughs> sharing one cocktail. We're like, should we do it? Are we actually building a tiny home? We've yeah. got a video and we yeah. clinked and that was yeah. a year ago. So we wow. do have our little video that we decided we shook on it over our shared cocktail. And we executed. And, and we executed it. And it was almost 12 months to the day that we yeah. launched our business. Yeah. What so what what got to the point where you, when you were sitting there and just going, okay, we want to go for this type of business? Because I know Chris, I know that you have done interior design beforehand, so it it wasn't like you were coming completely off off the rail. You had a, a set of skills that you could bring with you. Um, but what what was the thought of going like you know tiny homes and we can make this work? Well, um, COVID. yeah, COVID. <laughs> so, so Brian was my, um, assistant interior designer and we, I've been designing for 25 years and, yeah. and I love what I do, but you get tired of anything after 25 years. And we, because we always design for people, right? So mm. it's always in the end, their, their decision. And Brian and I were just dying to do our own designs, our own vision. So we're like every single person on the planet who's like, we're going to buy a fixer upper and flip it. And then COVID hit and yeah. prices doubled in we our area. We didn't have a million dollars for a flip. Yeah, a million dollars for a rundown like crack house, pretty much. <laughs> so, that's a good crack house though, you know, people yeah, are still buying yeah. them, right? <laughs> um, so then we're like, oh, what else could we fix up? Like, let's fix up. Oh, I see all these cute caravans. Let's fix up, mm. fix up a vintage caravan. Started looking and was like, everyone's, doing, everyone's it. doing it. And we couldn't find a good one to do. And then our friend was like, nah. He's like, no, that's not what you're doing. You need to build a tiny home. I'm like, a tiny home? It's a tiny like, home. A tiny yeah. home on wheels. So like, I went and like watched all the shows, Tiny Home Nation, and, and started researching. I'm like, oh, we're onto something here. And I say to Brian, I'm like, 
instead, do you want to design a tiny home? And she was like, thought we're moving into like doll furniture. Yeah. She literally thought we were talking like about a scale down dollhouses now. Yeah. I'm like, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. It's all our design. Yeah. It's magnificent. Um, yeah. So we like really like deep, took a deep dive into the tiny house community, which is full of like beautiful people and frothers and like really supportive community. Yeah. And they come to it from all different angles. And so we saw the, it was like the convergence of everything we love. Mm. We felt like we were a part of a lifestyle and a revolution that we felt good about. We knew that we could engineer philanthropy into this eventually um, plus, just getting to design it exactly the way we, we wanted. We wanted, knowing that, that, like, without having clients push back no, at us, we and... would design it. And so, do you know what our goal was? Go. It was super immodest. I'm like, we're going to build the most beautiful tiny home in Australia, and, and it's she, on your website, uh, and it's true. Yeah, sorry. And she's like, that? Oops. we are. And I told people that you know how they say when you set audacious goals, yeah, tell yeah. people. And I'm like, uh, uh, that's maybe the American coming out of me, not being like, <laughs> like, I really believe we can do this. And when we went to the tiny home expo, people were like, this, this is the most beautiful tiny home I've ever seen. And the lady who um, runs the expo, Faye, she said, I've been in every tiny home in Australia. And damn it, girls, you guys have seriously built the most beautiful tiny home in Australia. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so what, why, why do you think, because obviously I know, you know, you, you pushed out that audacious goal as the initial step to say, no, we're going to make this incredible. And yeah. why, why do you think yours was better? Like what, what was it that, and you know, it's, it's a difficult thing to be humble at the same time as being audacious and, and pushing the, the love that you have for it. But obviously yours is beautiful. So what, what do you think you did that made it? shine we're women that's exactly she knew what i was gonna say we're women and that was like that was a big comment where people would walk past and everyone would be like oh this has been designed and built by women like so people knew before they even knew who we were yeah that it was definitely done by women and and there's no pink like there's nothing like girly (laughs) about it it's that it's that up until now the tiny home world and I would dare say like the caravan world and a lot of like your listeners who are in that off-grid world like it's all designed for functionality by mm. men be like look you can pick up this dining table and there's a chainsaw inside <laughs> and it like turns into like it transforms into like your work shed and like you know what I mean it's like all this and it's all black and timber and utilitarian or it looks like a mining donger it like solves problems and they forgot about aesthetics along the way and we did the reverse. We said, let's, we designed multi-million dollar homes. Mm. Let's take everything that we know. We know what people love. Like we like, and engineer that down into a tiny home. And then also looked at practicality from how we would want to live. So do you know how many people walked in was like, oh, you've got a dishwasher. <laughs> Thank Christ. Who wants to live without a dishwasher? Yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? So it's like, that's the women thing is like, oh, it should be beautiful and feel like a real home. Still have um, the functionality, but at the yes. same time, start with the end in mind of how do you want it to actually yeah. look initially? And then you can slot in all the things that are actually going to make it a home, right? Yeah, like exactly. The, like the bath out the back. Yeah. 100% having a bath everyone, out the back. Like everyone wants a bath, right? I don't want to live in a house without a bath or a dishwasher, you know, or yeah. a full-size shower. So like I literally... 
can, I, can you can you imagine, Perry, like 20 to 25 years, like designing something literally for me, even though I don't live in it, I, you know, like, and I think that the response was overwhelmingly, yes, that's what we want to. That's so cool. Well, you, you went back and mentioned about how you two were the woman within the, the big life, tiny home area. Like, is, is it specifically that it's just largely male dominated who are creating most of these houses? And when you went to that show, were you basically the only two that were like, hey, we're we're here to stay? Yeah. yeah. So there is women like, but they're generally like the head honcho is the husband or like the man. So the, there's like, I feel that majority of the companies are men led mm. and yes, they might have their, you know, their wife or something, but there's no companies that are solely led by women. And that's yeah, why you need a woman's gross. touch, right? That's why you and need a woman's touch. We, we literally strapped on tools and learned trades and I've got seen. sweaty, dirty cut ourselves and burned ourselves and all that kind of stuff as well. And, but let I me. I got banned from the nail gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was, yeah. Get a bit rogue every now yeah. and then. <laughs> Stop firing into the air or what was going yeah, on? I don't know if you've seen the one where I blew Chris away with the she, blower. Yeah. She, <laughs> yeah. She literally like knocked me flat on my back. And, and on that note, everyone needs to check out their Instagram because they have their own special uh, Shazza and Shitlips presents the Shitty Shed show, which is phenomenal. Will make you laugh. And I hope that they do a season two, season three and season four. Yeah. They're hilarious. Wanted to change our name, Big Life Tiny Home, to the Shitty Shed show. <laughs> do you think it will get past approvals? That's the problem. No. I'm like, maybe we should do like a, a Shitty Shed Show series off Big Life Tiny yeah. <laughs> Shitty That's Shed like Show series, right? It's got to have the series as well. Yeah. I love that. Um, that could be the paid content one. <laughs> yes, Patreon. Right, you're going that yeah. route now as well. Yeah. Happy days. Oh, I love that. I'm not, but I want to, because it sounds like so far we started off bashing men and their tiny home design skills. No, no. we're not. No, we the men in we every dimension, yeah, we, we can't find any that want to date us, but we do love them. We really love you guys. If anybody's listening, we're both single. We're not. We don't sleep we together. And um, we've already been asked for a threesome. We have. Wow. Oh, you know. Um, so <laughs> to go and back then, to what I was going to say is though. The um the other builders and tiny home companies are like we love you guys the we best. you you breathe the breath of fresh air into this industry like um we've lifted the like yeah. um what they say that we've really lifted the standard yeah mm. everything from going into trade tools or like the guys down where we build like people were excited they did not feel that their toes were um tread on instead no. they were excited. Yeah. And felt that it was a bit of fun, like sort yeah. of a little bit kind of like, huh, look at these two. What yeah. you've done is you've just opened up the the whole route, a whole different area for those who are like, oh, I'd love a tiny home, but I don't need a thousand uh, drawers for every single functionality. You know, not to say that you don't have that, but, you know, there's that you're not stepping on anyone's toes because the guys are going to go there and go, I want that completely black one with every single thing and my video games and whatever they they think is yeah. that the necessity. Whereas you're going to get maybe a family or, or, or a unit that like, you know what, I want something a little bit more 
livable, pretty, you know, and again, livable. I'm using that word carefully, but you know, it's, it's because I don't want to say that the guys ones aren't because I would live in the guys ones. I've, I've traveled around in a backpack in a little hut, you know, so we can, we can live anywhere, but why not live in a beautiful place like that? And I I just want to mention like the one that you made recently, which was the, the blue, the blue little hut. Do you have a, do you have a name for it, by the way? No, we've got a name. We, we, we're going to, sorry. We'll just call it the, the, loft tiny house i know yeah. it's very well, yeah. that's what i love about it it's it's the size of it but you have two floors on it like and yeah. and this is the thing like people sometimes worry that when you live in a tiny home that you don't have space there is a lot of space in there because you realize you, how much you don't, actually don't need yeah. so when people walk in the overwhelming thing is like like so many people say like they say it's so light bright and airy oh my gosh it feels bigger than i thought and then after like about 10 minutes they go this is all this is all you need right so we've engineered everything down and i'm like i i would encourage people to think about that um every single square meter let's say every single square centimeter in your home should be justified it should be there for a reason because you know what you paid for that square centimeter with whatever blood sweat and tears with your time you traded a part of yourself even if you love what you do right even if you Mm. love your work like you're trading that and then that square centimeter has to be maintained and dusted and insured and and refinished and whatever so every single thing you own every little bit of space you own you have paid for and you are going to continue to pay for so a tiny home says Everything from like, how much space do you need? How much hallway space do you need? Do you really right. need 1200? It looks cool, right? <laughs> like, do you need an entry entry foyer? Probably not. No. So like every space is utilized and justified. So then you feel like, like nothing's been left out, but um, suddenly you're not looking after a million square meters and a million things that you don't love it's, it's a really so clean yeah yeah well that's it's crazy you just said that like the amount of hall space that you're using and and when, when do you use that space except for when you are traveling from one room to the other yeah. and you've just put everything into a nice place and like the fact is the amount of windows that you have within your tiny home it you are literally inside outside if that yeah, makes yeah. sense, like you know, yes. you let's say you put it on on a uh, on a green or whatever. How much room do you have? And you you I you mentioned before, Chris, how like okay, yes, you've got your tiny home where you're living and sleeping, but what about all that space you can put other things outside, like the bathroom? And um, what was it you were mentioning about having? Uh, I saw in one of the the videos is having like a deck area where you can yeah. have table and stuff like that. That is. Depending on what kind of what part of the world you live in. And if you live in a beautiful um like weather like we do, like we do. where we love being outside. Like so mm. when I move into a tiny home, my outdoor room will be twice as big as the inside because yes. I want I want all the things. I want a big old farmhouse table that I can have 12 people over for dinner. Like my current house can't even fit that, right? Mm. I want a like a day bed. I want some Adirondack chairs for reading. I want some heat lamps for those cool nights. I want like cabana curtains and cover for when it's sprinkling. You know, I want like a big outdoor kitchen, like with a barbecue. Like all of that can go outside and is infinitely less expensive mm. and infinitely more enjoyable outside 
like I want the fire pit. You know what I mean? Like I like our, we've got three new designs and two of them have double sided fireplaces. So wow. it's like fire outside, fire inside. Like why oh, not? Well, so, we what do we say? What's our saying? Only only the best for our tiny mansion. Yeah, only tiny the, mansion. Like, so, yeah. yeah. Well, because that's why we have applied the same principle to the mansions that we do and just put it into a tiny home. Yeah. Because, you know, you're only buying, you go for designer tapware, right? Because you only really need one, two tapwares, kitchen, bathroom. You don't need to fill five bathrooms, no. a powder room. Like, so you can kind of splurge. Exactly. Because it's tiny. So you're not, you're not filling a five bedroom house. Yeah. yeah. So it and so you've you've taken the luxury of the mansion, put it into uh in into a tiny home. And um that comes with the the uh, the other added benefit of of the cost of it, right? Which is yeah. astronomically different from well, seven to eight figure houses, I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. So well, a lot of people equate um Tiny home, affordable housing. So we've just added that and said luxury, affordable housing. So we are not at the low, low end Mm. of, we're not supplying to the government for flood ravaged, right? Like temporary housing. Like, and we think there's a place for that, but it's just not what we're doing. So for all those people that want, that aren't desperate, right? Mm. But are just going, I actually want more financial freedom. I want more time. I want what I have to be absolutely freaking beautiful yeah. what and and have luxuries that I couldn't afford if I had to spread them across a big house in some like soulless little box suburb like 50 miles from the beach right like my like instead I can live somewhere beautiful in a space that's beautiful and still we're talking like 150 to 200,000 like you know what I'm saying and and they're going wait a minute, that stacks up. And it's not coming from a place of desperation. Like that's all I can afford. It's coming from, that's an actual choice that enables me um, not only to have those first two things, financial freedom and more time, Mm. but to live where I want to live, whether that's communing with nature or like getting a few friends, like who also have time. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Have you, have you, have you had a chance to go to any of those like tiny home villages and see people living in that kind of style? We haven't met them. I know there's one that they're currently doing down in Melbourne, like to live tiny home village, but I don't know where there's many around To get their head around it and support it without it being so that what people don't want to happen is for it to become um what do they call it trailer park yeah yeah sure sure you just (laughs) that that very fine line right but that people could see it as whereas it's not the point of it it's supposed to be people that you know come from all types of backgrounds but then just minimizing their actual space and being in a community of people that feel the same way yeah yeah which could be like, like, you know, like it could be like a yuppie commune, not a hippie for commune. Sure. You know what I mean? yeah. Like where they share, this is my dream for retirement, where we share like a chef, a nurse, a masseuse, like a four wheel <laughs> drive, a boat, an ATV, because it's like shared among like all of us, like retirees. Like that's my we idea. Have big, crazy mortgages yeah. because we have our tiny homes so we can mm. afford that stuff. <laughs> 
That's a, and you heard it here first. That's what their goal is: get in contact with yeah. them. They are they are ready to start taking people's names names down who are going to yeah. be part of that commune. So that's yeah. well, that's my, really cool. my goal. Chris's goal is to have the big dare. My goal is to have my tiny home and then a resort sized pool that's like yeah. five times bigger than my tiny. <laughs> Just home. a gigantic. <laughs> Oh, right next to it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then and the, out the back for my walk-in wardrobe yeah. because I've got too many clothes Ooh. to be in a tiny home. So, but that, and that, that's fine though, because that's why you have an outside um, yeah. uh, for it. Which uh, the next question I have regarding that though is, and I did see it on your website, I'd love for you to elaborate, is regarding where you can put your tiny home. And because I'm sure a lot of people would have the question of, you know, do I need to have a location for it? Don't, don't I need some sort of permissions or what, what's the kind of root of that? Well, um, that is like, <laughs> like that's a, that's a that's rabbit hole. Hole. <laughs> Okay. So I'm going to try to break it down simply. Yeah. Um, first of all, Every council has different rules around tiny homes. Now, they first came about because they basically exploited a little bit of a loophole. Because they're on wheels, they are technically a caravan, right? right. So you don't need building approval or development approval, right? Now, as some councils are fine with that, it's a caravan. So you could park your caravan at your house or on a property that you own and live in it, right? Other councils say you cannot live in your caravan for more than like Eight days a yeah. year, something crazy like Gold Coast City Council is quite, quite difficult with That's that. So it's really like council by council. So yeah. in some with Brisbane, you can live in your caravan. Yeah, you can live in like your caravan. Brisbane City Council. They have no issue with you living in a caravan. Yeah. So we could go on a on an empty property or it could go just in the backyard or side of an existing property. Yeah. So people are using them for Airbnbs, for yeah. grown-up kids, for elderly parents, yeah. like all kinds of things. Or they are buying a piece of land where it would be completely cost prohibitive mm. to build out there, right? Like there's no services. There's no um, like builders are like, I'm not like they would charge them. It would cost them a half a million dollars, right? Like like they pull up their tiny home, park it. We provide an off-grid solution. Wow. Um, and suddenly that's whether that's their weekend getaway or where they live full time, it's solving a totally different problem. And again, that depends on the council, whether they're happy for a caravan to be parked on a piece of land you own. Yeah. Now, here's the second part of that rabbit hole, which is then people go, so, okay, so I need to either own um, a property with a house or own mm. a piece of land. More and more, there are websites. One of them is called Park My Tiny Park Home. Park My Tiny Home. Like and Briny. it's like a match. She's a matchmaker where there are people who have land or like maybe with a property on it, maybe with a house on it, maybe yeah. not, who want to make some extra money and they yeah. rent their land to tiny home owners and she matches them. So if you were like, I want to live in the tiny home in the Byron Shire, she will find people who are willing to rent to you. Now you could also do letter drops, you know, mm -hmm. like there are so many different paths to, in the same way that you would rent a house from somebody, you just rent, rent the land, you just rent the the right to put your tiny home on that. That's land. crazy because it, it and and it kind of go, coexists with the sense of the the people that go to the camping parks and then they rent out the space of the camping parks. But this is a whole the whole different area and and to say elevated per se. Elevated. They're they're living there. They're you know there's so many potential routes for people to take if they want to live off grid and 
um, that that then stems into another question you mentioned about going off grid, which is the name of the show. Um, yeah, it's just, right. I thought I'd drop that in there for you, Terry. I saw it on the website as well. I was like, nice. Um, and I was just I was just wondering, like, how when it comes to off grid, a lot of people worry about plumbing and and toileting. And look, it's not a luxury thing, but it's something you you bloody need, or you're going to yeah. be with your cacks down, aren't you? So, um, yeah. It would be really cool to just get like an understanding of. You said you guys have a solution for that. Is that something that you've built in, or what, what's the kind of process for that? Basically, no two solutions are the same because you've mm. got your three main things: you've got power, water, and waste, right? So some people will need all three. Two, one, completely depends. So, like a tiny home is equipped like a caravan; it has a house inlet, but of course, yeah. you need a house. It has a 15 amp power supply, just like a caravan. So you would need um, like a mains box somewhere. And then, of course, you need to like deal with your gray water and your wastewater from a toilet. Okay, so let's just say somebody needs all three. Let's Mm. go with the the worst one first, the toilet. So generally, there's compost toilets. They range from sort of two to four thousand dollars and they aren't as horrible and smelly as people think. Um, but they do require a little bit of maintenance. Um, yeah. There's uh, a new product called Dry Flush, and that's really amazing. And that's almost like that. uh, that's almost like a diaper genie that wraps up all your waste, and then you just throw the whole thing out. And you're and- not limited to you know women can put their sanitary products and stuff in this yeah. particular toilet, so you're that's not right. limited. Like, you know, you don't have to go to the toilet, then go somewhere else to yeah. do something else, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's probably <laughs> like the easiest and the most efficient, but um, like some people don't want to deal with like throwing that in a landfill if they're full on eco warriors. Yeah. This episode of Off Grid Traveller is proudly sponsored by Dry Flush Toilets Australia, home of the world famous Lavio Dry Flush Toilet. This patented electric toilet has no chemicals, is not a composting system, and can be set up literally anywhere in under 60 seconds. It looks and feels like an at-home toilet to use, but it can be used anywhere with no external power or water, and it still flushes. There's also no cartridge to clean or empty, and it's perfect for camping, caravans, converted vans, boats, tiny homes, or anything off-grid. Go to www.dryflush.com.au and use coupon code off grid to get a 10% discount on your toilet order today. Then there's incinerator toilets, which are the most expensive and the most practical. Mm. They're sort of seven to nine thousand, and they literally burn all of your stuff into like a little coffee can of ash. So those are power intensive. You know, they either use gas or electricity, yeah. um, but you've got no smell, nothing, easy peasy, just like an expensive, but very, very practical solution. And then, of course, with power, we don't like on our website and all the tiny home builders are the same. They won't be like, oh, a solar solution is this amount. You know, it's kind of mm. like I'm going to just throw out there. It's kind of anywhere from sort of eight to 20,000. That's right. So right now we're designing a solution for somebody in the Southern Highlands, right? It ranges from zero degrees to 40 degrees. So that makes a difference as to like, like how much of a power draw you're going to have, what kind of battery storage you can have. Like, so other people will want to be semi off grid, like have solar panels, right? But they have like a mains option mm. for like when the weather isn't good, you know? So it all depends on if you're literally coming to your off grid from an eco warrior perspective. 
Or you literally like now I have no option. The place I want to put my tiny home has no services. That's so you can see how customizable it is. Well, and I love that that you you guys have have done the research to find out all these different alternatives to to build into these tiny homes for whatever people are looking for. And I'm guessing that most people would probably you know well depending on who they are. You've got the luxury. The, the, so there's presets. The the luxury. Let's go full on grid. We're still we're still in the system, but we're we're living in the tiny home. You've got the half grid who want to travel, and you know they've they've got um maybe a lavio or they've got the compost toilet because they wanna they wanna have that comfort. Or you've got someone who's off in the middle of nowhere and maybe a bucket, and that's okay too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever floats your boat. I think that. Like, I'm quite sure um, that there's like people listening to this, like everybody has a different level of rustic. That's right. I love like camping, but when I'm not camping, if I'm living, like I don't want like a rustic cabin experience. No. Like, I don't want to rough it. So it's like a tiny home. Our tiny homes are for people who maybe want to like have the spectacular view and commune mm. with nature and go hiking and sit around a campfire and then have total comfort and luxury once they close their front door. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I'm going to go and venture and say, that's a, that's a lot of people. That would that's be a like lot a lot of people that would fall into that. Who, who, like, like I said, it's not about roughing it. Well, you know, the, 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 Beautiful thing is a lot of people, especially since COVID as well, they've been stuck at home and and wanting to travel, but not wanting to leave their comfort. And by giving them the opportunity to still live with everything that they need, but be a little bit off grid, um, mm. it, it gives them that opportunity to to experience a new life. And it, that that then stems back to something that you said at the beginning, which really clicked in my head, which is <laughs> we're currently in. <laughs> I love dogs. Love him. Um, Sorry, all good, all good. Oh, so many of them. There's so many of them. We'll, we'll, edit, we'll edit that out, right? No, no. It's 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 all in. It's all in. Um, it's like Cindy, <laughs> no. Come on. Love it. Um, Come on, dog. You, you, you said something that really, really stuck with me, and it's that we're currently in a revolution of yeah. tiny homes. It's happening right now. And what what do you think is the emotional reason for this? I think people are questioning the entire paradigm of uh, basically materialistic West. I'm, I'm going real deep here. Just warning you. Warning. <laughs> We're going. Warning. Question it like the, the Western um, materialistic consumerist lifestyle. I think people are really, I'm hearing this through friends, podcasts, TV, kind of like, huh, is this it? Is this really like, cause I don't, I don't feel that happy. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they're, they're living to work rather than working to live. They like have all of this stuff and they're still feeling listless. They're feeling a malaise and people are starting. Feeling cluttered. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's all of the their brains are cluttered because their houses are cluttered. Yeah. And, and there's like a strong link between the more, the, um, the more stuff you have are like unable to get rid of. It's directly correlated to depression. Yes. And I think, so I think there's a little bit of waking up and being like, hold on. And I don't think people are going all the way to monk slash minimalism, but to kind of like question everything. How much do I need? How many toys? How many cars? 
how many TVs, how many social media accounts. Like they're starting to think of their time as precious, as as time is like money. Like how much of my, am I willing to trade an hour, like three hours for a, a, a bread maker or, mm. or a better Cuisinart? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, I don't know if that trade-off makes sense. That's three hours, not with my kids, not with my family, not running the on beach. the beach. <laughs> Always at the beach for us. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, um, I don't think people are going to go all the way down to this really, um, like, like I said, rustic, like, you know, totally off grid, you know, no, no lights on, but like a, a candle. Yeah, no, that, that, like, I don't think that's happening as well. So pretty too, you know, yeah. like you can still do that lifestyle, but be in something beautiful. Doesn't yeah. have to like a little cabin in the woods. Yeah. So, so that's I right. think that when you start questioning every purchase um, with a fully a full realization of what it's cost you and what it will continue to cost you in perpetuity because whatever whatever it is you know like your phone this cup this cup has to be washed stored dusted mm. it lives in a cabinet that is creates square footage that i pay for when i when i work right That's so it's right. like it didn't just cost five dollars it continues to cost the me space, power, water, everything. space everything the time yeah. that i spend to clean it, to put it away out of the dishwasher, right? So, so how many cups do I need? I, I, in this house, I need about eight because otherwise they're like they're all in the dishwasher and I can't drink. <laughs> but do I? But do I need? This is like actually like this is it. Yeah. Do I need four more other cute styles? Like oh, these are my like cabana looking cups with palm trees, and these are my fancy cups. For like, do I need like four other styles that just sit in a in a cupboard and and not? I would say lots of and people- gather dust. Yeah. yeah, lots of people have those. You know, your mum's China, your mum's yeah. China cupboard where it only came out on special occasions, and I don't think we'll give eight of it. Yeah. So, <laughs> and if you touched it, you're in you're trouble. You're in trouble, right? Yeah. 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 So it's not about living without cups. It's about living without minimal cups. Forty-eight different cups. So, yeah, or get those little cups that pop out and stuff, and all, you know, yeah, that can go even deeper, to be honest. So, so now apply that to a house, and like, so for some people, like a tiny home on wheels is really tiny. So maybe you're going to put two of those together, or we're branching into the modular. So this house that you love see that. is about a hundred square meters. I love it. Every single person that comes in when we first moved here, my teen daughters were like, "Oh, everybody else has nicer house." Private school girls, you know, everybody else has nicer big houses in suburbia. All their friends freaking love it. It's a walking distance to like Coolangatta, like a hip little town, and they could ride their bikes to the beach. And and suddenly, like they're they're like, "I'm so jealous. Your mom's house is so cute." Whatever. So we're really interested in anything from tiny house on wheels, which might be like 19 square meters, to 100 square meters, because we think there's a whole lot of good living in that space that and, and that's right. what you, you literally as you said there as well that you're going the modular route is that you're going to be building these tiny homes to have the ability to go you know what we could do with an extra room on the side and you can yeah. literally just add it on and and it, it's it's interesting <laughs> it's and they're permanent what, so they can be permanent. as big as you want but imagine this, like, okay, now I'm set and I'm going into full infomercial mode because, but I just think this is. Don't worry, should we offer in free steak knives? Yes, yeah, steak knives. <laughs> so, 
Right. So as interior designers, we deal with clients who literally, I swear they need therapy or Prozac or both from dealing with renovations and builders, right? Like, so they want to build a house. Like it's two years out of their life that they're never going to get back and stress and like plumbers crack and dust and all that kind of stuff, right? So, disease. so with modular, right? They're like, hey, Chris and Bri, can you build like design a... 48 square meter or a 70 square meter house and be like, that's going to get totally built in a factory where you don't even need to worry about it. You can come visit us if you want and see how it's going. But you're like, you're not going to get anything but a weekly little like, you know, video or pictures. Like here's your house being built, right? It gets delivered, hooked up to plumbing and waste. And like a week later, it's done. We just think, why this is how building should have always been done, right? Yeah. Like it makes so much sense that we we just think we want to be a part of that as well. But we're not interested in the huge modular. We still want to like be a part of that, like the tiny. You guys, less is more. Yeah. Come on, trust yeah. us. Yeah. And honestly, if anyone hasn't uh, had an opportunity to check their Instagram yet or their social medias in general, because they're, they're everywhere. Um, <laughs> they're, they're hilarious. It's, it's, it's amazing. And how beautiful these, uh, the, these places are and what, what's the, what's the next, like, like, cause obviously you've done the loft one. Do you have another one in mind? Like, do you have, is it already on up and running? What what's what's going on with that? We've just done. <laughs> so we've just finished drawing our favorite part, right? Yeah. The design phase. Design. Four, <laughs> we've designed four new designs, which are all being drafted, and then we'll do computer renderings, and then we're going to build a new prototype. So one will be the biggest request biggest. we got at both Tiny Home Expos, hands down, was can you do one a little bit bigger that's all on one levels with no stairs? Because people want to retire in them. Yeah. Lovely. They're like, I'm going to be 80 in this thing. Yeah. I need to work. It needs to work for me being 80. So we've designed a yeah. new one that's a little bit bigger. It is all on one level. Because a lot of our, a lot of our people um, that love our homes, uh, there's a lot of middle-aged women mm-hmm. that are looking like us, like us, that are looking for a forever home that they can grow old in. And they're like, well, the stairs are okay now, but I may not be able to use them in 10 years. Yeah. So that's made us yeah. go single level. So that's one. Our second biggest group of people are um, the Airbnb people. People I love that. Who yeah, of course. As their escape place, right? Like on a beautiful piece of land that they're going to buy in the Southern Highlands or wherever else, or in their backyard or whatever. So we're doing like one that's high on luxury, low on storage. So like your robe is about that big, but like it's big vaulted, like beams, a king bed. It's got like kind of a Caribbean feel, you know, so huge pendant line. Yeah. So you, so that, that there's the two difference there, the ones that are going to have the full lifestyle and you've got the ones who are coming for Airbnb or they're renting it out potentially. And it's for someone to just go on the beachfront. They've got this tiny home, which has this experience with the, 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 uh, the, You've got the what are they called? Windows. Wow, that hurt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you've got yeah, a window like, looking out. Huge opening. It's all glass. <laughs> you think this one has this one has so much glass? Our engineer is going to shit himself. Yes, like, good. <laughs> he freaked out at the last one. Yeah. There was a lot of lucky. She's been in the industry pushing back these men for years because yeah. she got our windows. Yeah, like, yeah. You just go be like, come on, you're talented. Like, you just go and be an engineer and you work it out. Yeah. 
Oh, then our so third funny. one is a little um, for all the, the whole um, work from home revolution. But like maybe your kids are too distracting or the fridge keeps calling to you like, Perry, you're hungry. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so um, but I am like anybody can go get one of those rent, those shitty flat pack things and like yeah. but it's not very nice to have clients over or to be in the back of a podcast right so this is like imagine a beautiful just six meter by two and a half meter office space um and then our last one is modular so not on wheels it's about 40 square meters and again it's just that step up um more space more like a real home and mm. that one will need a building approval but now we've got a private certifier on board and we'll do that for people we'll get it all certified and again still make it a thousand times more easier than going it alone, hiring an architect, a builder, and a um, certifier. We'll do it all. So wow, and 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 you said something as, as well there about like having the workspace that's uh, kind of round the back or where, wherever it is. That that means that you're able to actually, if someone wanted to make a music studio, for instance, yeah. you'd be able to get it insulated for them to be able to create their music. Or if if someone wants to use it for podcasting, what whatever their decision. We have are. somebody who wants to do it for that. Who said, "Can you wow. soundproof it?" Literally, yeah. That's yeah. incredible, and and they'll be able to take that anywhere they want because it's on wheels as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. I know, right? Everyone should be doing this. Idea. We just thought we'd be like. Oh, these good ideas. Need, well, they need our vision. Well, kind of, because we work we work from home, from Chris's home. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I, when all the kids are here, they I, were I have to go outside and sit outside in the sun and get suntanned. But I can't concentrate because there's so much happening. So yeah. it kind of was like we were like we need to make a little office for ourselves. Yeah. So and then, you know, suddenly we're like we're not going to just sit in a little crappy shed. Let's make a kick-ass office space. Yeah, that's awesome. Have have you have you created your your space yet that you use outside yet, or are you still figuring out exactly what you want to be the best the best one? Yeah, yeah, we're still figuring. We're it still out. figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, that's important, guys. So like that would be ours. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Um, guys, do you have any other like last minute things or anything you'd want to recommend people that are on the fence about jumping into tiny homes or going off grid or just any tips that you'd recommend for those that just feeling maybe this is this is the move they should make? First thing, you have to go and be in a tiny home. Yeah. I don't think like, I mean, it's awesome to look at it like online and all that, but nothing compares to actually going into a tiny home yeah. and feeling it like that. So there's probably four or five expos around Australia throughout the year. So look those up and then also hop on either. So tiny homes are so popular. Airbnb has a section at the top that says tiny homes. Tiny homes. You yeah. Know that? yeah. There's also a website called Tiny Away. So go spend a weekend. We actually, we our new offer for the new year. Now I'm, this is like blatant self-promotion. Is that, um, yeah, is that anybody who like decides to buy a tiny home with us, like we will pay for a weekend um, through Tiny Away or Airbnb up to the value of like $1,000 because we want them to see what they like, what they don't like, what they were like, I hated the whatever tiny shower be like no problem done you will get you a big shower so we we design everything from scratch for people which is a bit different from other tiny home companies but the biggest thing that people are also just really confused about is um council regulation yeah. mm -hmm. so 
Also start there. Just hop on your local council, look up tiny homes, see if there's anything on there, give them a call. Also just look up, can I live in my caravan in whatever area you are thinking of living in a tiny house or call us. So also part of our service is we will do that research and advise you to the best of our ability of what we found and come up with a solution um, as to whether you can do it at all. You need to go down this route or the modular route, whatever's going to be best for your account, your council area. So, and, and on that is do your research guys, anyone who's looking to do tiny homes, do your research, call your council, find out those things because it will save you a lot of hassle. But at the same time, these wonderful ladies will help you with pretty much 80 to 90 to hundred percent of it. Oh no, not at all. Sorry. Nah, she does that. <laughs> so I have to watch my P's and Q's yeah. when I get frustrated. Yeah. So I just want we say to that's what we say to people if you're dealing with council and you get too overwhelmed and stressed because council can be difficult to deal with. That's yeah. right. I'll do it. I, 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 will, I will kill them with kindness. I just did this for somebody. In That's another thing I'm banned from, talking yeah. to council. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my God, that is amazing. Could you put that in an email to me? And I'm yes. like, pretend that I'm living in that council. And then I send that to our client. So. I'm like, what do you mean you can't live in your own caravan? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, and uh, your your guy's website, it's biglifetinyhomes.com.au. And Not also- so Big Life tinyhome.com.au there you go i said it wrong and, and we'll say have a dot in between yeah, yes the big life dot tiny home yeah and big life the socials big life dot tiny home over all socials and i i noticed um you guys uh, got a youtube channel that's not open at the moment but i'm sure there'll be something coming soon right oh so we so our youtube channel is there we just haven't posted for a while because we've been in the design phase. Yeah, because yes. we were like we stopped building and, and then there was holidays. So we it's just gone quiet. Yeah, but yeah, but we're starting to build the next one in like two or three weeks. Yeah, so we'll so start season two will be season two. Hitting yeah. the channel yeah. Shazza, Shitlip, yeah. and the Shitty Furniture. <laughs> They're, they're on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, Check out their yeah. website. And they also have requests and plan specs if anyone is interested. These two amazing women yeah. who have completely uh, changed the luxury tiny home mindset. And honestly, it's been really cool having you guys here. Um, for anyone who's watching, thank you so much. This is the Off Grid Traveler and uh, keep on traveling. Cheers. If you or someone you know would be an interesting guest on the show, we'd love to hear from you. We love speaking to everyday people who've taken to the open road or open seas for an extended period of time or anyone that's set up their life in an off-grid location. Please email guest at offgridtraveller.com.au to get in touch. That's two L's in Traveller. If you like that video, you'll probably like this one and you'll really love this one. And as always, we want to thank you for joining us. And if you want to like and subscribe, it really helps the channel grow. And it means that we can talk about more travel, get more tips and everything off grid. Cheers.